0: Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing
1: the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love
0: for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that this finds you and yours doing well, and I want to thank you very much for joining me. We are now in our fourth installment of my interview with Costi Hinn. Benny Hinn's nephew, uh, Henry Hinn, is Costi's father. And uh, Costy, when when you and I first talked, I I said um, I said Costi, it's so surreal for me to be talking with you. I've studied your uncle. Over twenty years, I even know his birthday, and I, I said I've been to I've been to seventeen of of the Benny Hinn Crusades amongst all the others like Copeland and Duplantis and all the others I've been to. But I, I've been to seventeen Benny Hinn Crusades, and I said your father Henry has even laid hands on me before. <laughs> he, uh, I believe it. Yeah, 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 he he has. So so, uh, Kosti, what we're gonna do with this next program or two is is get into some of the Details that I know people are interested interested in the questions that they have. Um, so just to you know one of the one of the hallmarks one of the several hallmarks of a false teacher is that they do have a love for money. Uh, they do have a love yeah. for money and the things of the world. Uh, clearly, uh, money has has not been a an issue with your with your uncle Benny. I mean, he hasn't been just scraping by, although I think, you know, obviously in recent years, things have changed for him somewhat on that front domestically, but give us, give us just paint a picture for us, some of the things that you saw in relation to money, extravagance, uh, finances, uh, in your, in your years of working for your uncle.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I guess I'll preface this by saying that, you know, I don't, I don't like talking about this stuff just for the purpose of talking about it. The point always is to expose error. That's the job of a preacher, right? We need to preach truth and refute error. If you boil it it all down to kind of just a a basic description. And and so, yeah, I want to share all this with you for the purpose of helping people understand that it's not – uh, irrefutable. It's not refutable. You can't argue with what is out there. Um, this idea that our pastors should be high rollers and blessed because they're men of God is just a cover for mass amounts of wealth. It doesn't mean that every pastor has to take a bow of poverty either. I mean, that's not what the Bible teaches. We don't, right. you know, you have a house and I've got clothes and we've got vehicles. I mean, we live in culture. Right. But the. our our theology and our whole driver isn't built on wealth and what we can get. And so, yeah, people, hopefully people understand um, this isn't just a light issue. This is is raping the flock of God, to put it so bluntly. I don't mean to be vulgar or rude, but it is. It's a spiritual rape of God's people. And they are subdued and they are taken advantage of and they are dominated by false teachers. And the Bible's clear about it. They're wolves doing this for their own gain. And so, yeah, some of the extravagance, Justin, uh, you know, would include private planes. When I traveled with Uncle Benny and we went around the world, you know, naturally, you fly in a private plane. The excuse is, I say naturally, obviously, in jest. The excuse is that it's natural to do this because we can't be stuck in lines. We have a world to save. Uh, We can't be worried about, getting our passports stamped or whether we can get into a country or flight delays or uncomfortable seating, because we have to minister for hours on end. Um, granted it would be a lot easier if we didn't have to have five hour services in order to manipulate the crowd. <laughs> we just got in there for 90 minutes and preach the truth. Yeah. But, um, no wonder it's exhausting because there's, there's all these, uh, these things to go through during that five hours so yeah it is exhausting and i you know I, i'll be honest with you when i traveled i enjoyed it anybody would you're never in customs lines you're always getting fed really good you stay in the best hotels i i remember one uh we stayed in the burj al arab there in dubai uh
0: the royal suite you know 25k a night drop of a hat 20 you know, we'd fly into london Twenty five thousand dollars a night yeah, I'm, wow.
1: that's not an exaggeration. I, I didn't mistake yeah. that. That was that was the checkout. Yeah. Amount per night. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, Ritz-Carltons are normal, obviously, in in Israel and Greece and Italy. You're staying on Lake Como. You're staying everywhere uh, in the best of the best. <laughs> and uh, you know, flying to Monte Carlo and spend a couple days there relaxing. All of it, of course. of private cars, lots of private drivers. Bentley's, you know, the G-Wagon, Benz, the SUV. I personally drove a Hummer. I had an H2. And I say it like this, I'm a millennial, so naturally I've got my sports heroes right like LeBron James and some of these famous guys. It was like being part of LeBron James's entourage. And oh. But your game is healing crusades, and you win when you get a massive offering, and you win when the TV program looks like a bunch of miracles happened yeah it's all about presenting this picture of great power and great blessing and prayer partners if you want this anointing send in your donation because you can have it too and that's just a, a common theme you know that
0: very well yeah yeah absolutely and you know Kosti there is this odd juxtaposition uh in in which, you know, you've said that your your uncle Benny and your father Henry, they've they've never they've never physically hurt you, they've never been mean to you, and they're nice people. Um oh, yeah. you know, and they they and, and clearly you care for them. I mean I would be scared of you if you didn't. Uh, you they're your family. You, you you care for them deeply, deeply. of course. Yeah. And uh and 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 because you do care them for them so deeply is why you're now doing this and, 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 uh, speaking the truth to people, because honestly, Costa, you and I both, I, I would love nothing more than to wake up in the morning and see plastered all over the headlines on Drudge Report or something. Benny Hinn repents, you know, I I would love nothing more, uh, than, than to see that. But, um, but anyway, it's, but these, this wealth, this extravagant wealth does represent an awful lot of people who have been exploited, right? And, and told that if they want God's blessings, they need to sow a seed, sow a seed to reap a harvest. And and so this, ex, this extravagance of private jets and the Bentleys and all that, that represents an awful lot of hurting and desperate people that have given their money, correct? It does. And I want to add to
1: your point because... Uh, I couldn't agree more, and I just got to get this off my chest, too. We have talked, you and I, a lot as our friendship has developed. We don't want this job. In fact, it's it's more your job because you do this all the time uh, as far as an actual career. I'm an adult ministry pastor, which means I'd rather be right now um, training our, our small group leaders. Right now, I'd rather be evangelizing our neighbors. I'd yeah. rather be counseling a couple. I'd rather be prepping for a sermon. There's truth to preach, and you and I often talk about this. Jude wanted to do the same thing. He wanted to write to his audience about their common faith, but what does he say? You've quoted it to me multiple times. He has to write appealing that they earnestly contend for the faith, which was once for all delivered. Why? Because people have crept in unnoticed, and they are turning the grace of God into licentiousness, these these lustful Pleasures, Right. And so, honestly, I, I couldn't agree more, and I wanted to say that. I, there are a million other things that pastors want to do, but yeah. not when wolves are plucking innocent sheep
0: from the flock of God. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, uh, Claire, I, you're right with talking about uh, the... The excuses that they give for the extravagance—well, we we do all this. We we have to go preach and spend so much time, and so there, we need comfort and all this. I actually heard—I don't know if you've seen this. I actually heard Kenneth Copeland and Jesse Duplantis. This was—I've got this on video about a year ago, a year ago exactly, actually. And and he said uh, the reason we have to have these private jets is because you can't pray on a commercial airliner. You can't pray. He said, you're in this long tube full of demons, and you can't pray in a commercial airliner. And I just, oh, my goodness. I mean, it's just yeah, but, Looney Tune, Looney Tune stuff. But it is it is unfortunate we have to spend so much time defending the gospel against, quote-unquote, Christians. But, um, yeah, we would love nothing more than for this not to be necessary. But but it is. I mean, it's false teachers were a problem. Yeah. They, you're right. It is. Yeah. Well, um, let's move now, Costi. to I guess that for which your uncle is most well-known. He's a healing evangelist. He calls himself a healing evangelist. Um, Mm -hmm. You've been around with your uncle a lot. You've been to a lot of these crusades. Tell us what goes on when people are brought up on stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you ever seen a true, genuine, bona fide, Cannot be explained any other way, organic healing or all these psychosomatics. Tell us what's going on when they bring people up. How does that work? Okay, so to answer your question, absolutely
1: not. 100%. I have never in my 32 years of life in traveling the world with my family, in growing up, our Sunday night service, first Sunday night of every month, the healing service, never in my life have I watched with my own eyes a bona fide healing occur right then and there. Um, I'm not saying that God doesn't heal. We've talked about that already. Correct. That's not what the doctrine of cessation means. It's not even what the belief system is centered on. That's God heals. He does right. the miraculous. He, we serve a supernatural God, so we don't need to review that too much. But never in my life, not once, always the healing lines, always testimonies, always, um, you know, I believe, or I've seen a lot of the, um, the ears... Where my uncle will clap. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Kind of those things. Right. Um, also, though, this is not com- This is un- This is common knowledge now. YouTube magicians have put out a lot of this stuff, um, where they've revealed that you know it's really easy with lip reading or even just the obvious crowd that a deaf person is aware of as they stand on stage and the obvious pressure. To make the healer look good and all these things, that's why people fall. That's why people come up there. That's why people cry. There is an immense pressure when you're on that platform. I and mean, I've been on it hundreds of times in my life. I was a catcher hmm. for my uncle when I worked for him. And uh, unfortunately, I'm on YouTube a little bit as a catcher, but um, huh. I'm not a false teacher. I preach the gospel now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I was a catcher. And you just sit there shaking, scared because. In any moment, he might yell at you. Don't move.
0: Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Just yes. like Catherine Coleman used to yell. Yes. Nobody yes. Nobody moving. Just a whisper. Sing it choir. You you know I could imitate it and make everyone really uncomfortable. But just listening it, you it to you do one that one is like flashbacks for me. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> does, it, does it make you nervous? If you start going. Oh, I, I know, do all, man. It's a little too good. I know. I'm having a um, shell shock here. But yeah, go <laughs>
1: not getting on that platform unless you have either you can pretend you're healed you look like you're healed or this is a lot of the 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 healings that we see or supposed ones we see people that are in wheelchairs that they can actually walk they can move around but they're not very mobile or they have a difficult or they have pain in their knees that's totally okay people get in wheelchairs and they get wheeled around so it's quicker a lot of people have them that aren't necessarily a full A crippled person who can't move at all right so these people get in line they stand there and they're a perfect candidate or they're sitting in the wheelchair and one of the healing line specialists goes and finds them then they slowly gingerly move their way down and a lot of the excuses you heard them are you know they haven't moved their legs or they've been in a wheelchair for 18 years so they're a little stiff all right let's just go Bible on this really simple John 5, my favorite passage on healing. There was no slow, stiff limping. Right. It was, get your palate and go walk. Jesus healed instantly. So that's a, another big ploy. And, but, you know, that's a long answer. I wanted to give you, though, so you can get a picture of it and the listeners' can. Yep. I have never once seen that. And, you know, that's going to upset some of the people that, you know preach in this camp, it's going to bother a lot of people that believe in this, because maybe they think they have seen a healing, or maybe God has healed somebody in his his mercy and sovereignty who happened to go to one of these crusades, because they're one of his, and he saved them out of the movement, and there was an example of healing. Great, that does not at all negate that my uncle has taught falsely, and then paired it with these false signs and wonders. That's the evidence of false teaching. Remember Matthew 7... Jesus will say one day, "Depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness." And who is he saying that to? Right. All of these people that did all these things. I casted out devils. I I did great signs. Lord, Lord, that's the point. Is it doesn't matter what signs and wonders you think you can do or you present really creatively.
0: Right. Your teaching is what will weigh you. And James three one says that. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, anyway. Let not many of you desire to be teachers, my brethren, knowing that we will That's incur true. a stricter judgment. judgment. That's right. And, uh, That's Kosti, right. I, I'm so glad that you, you brought up Matthew 7, because when I read Matthew 7, I tell you, I, you know, it's it's hard for me, especially given how much study I've done in this, and I'm sure you too, but if Jesus is not talking about people like these faith healers and prosperity preachers, if he's who is he talking about? You know I, I mean it yep. it who who in the world would he be talking about these uh these are people who cast out demons, perform signs and wonders, many miracles, and he'll say to them, "I never knew you, depart from me, That's you right. workers of iniquity so and um you know, here so he may, I'm sorry, go ahead uh, you know this might be pontificating, but he may also. You know, we don't know, I'm just putting this out there, but he may. we might find out he's also talking to all
1: these students that are going to these Signs and Wonders School of Ministry and claiming to do the same thing. Yeah. Our generation, our, this generation now, is filled not just with the Benny Hinn's and the Bill Johnsons and all these guys that are kind of coming up in the ranks. Um, growing up in the 80s and 90s in our church, my dad started the Signs and Wonders School of Ministry. I still have you know some of the material on my computer. Um, as a keepsake to really look at what was taught, my uncle has the Signs of Wonder School of Ministry. You got Bethel up in Reading, the Supernatural School of Ministry. Um, one of my sis- my sister, my younger sister, up there. It breaks my heart. She's she's becoming a prophetess. She's in the school. Jesus, yeah, yeah. It may be Uncle Benny if he has his dying breath and is not repented. I pray that he will. But there are thousands and thousands now of young people that think they're prophetic and that are giving words and think they're under some anointing. And, you know, I, again, it's it's hard to say, only the Lord knows, but if this generation continues the way it is, there there could be thousands of people that are saying, I did this, I did this, I did that, and they're just students of these false teachers as well. So, yeah, yeah to your point, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's um, it's scary, and I, and I shudder for these people. Yeah, the signs and wonders and that's where the emphasis is and that's a sure sign that someone's preaching a false gospel is because the i mean jesus said it's an evil and perverse generation that seeks after a sign It, it's uh, the signs Amen. and wonders are not to be the focus the gospel is i i have a I, w- I wish i had it queued up i don't but i have a video of your uncle from 2007 and he said and i just have i've seen it so many times i haven't memorized he said and i want to say it just like he did if the gospel lacks if the preaching of the gospel lacks signs and wonders, it's an empty shell. End quote. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. You know, and that's um that's tragic. It's it's it reflects a profound profound misunderstanding of the gospel and the power of God. I mean Romans one sixteen tells us what the power of God is. It is the gospel, it's not the blind seeing or the lame walking, you know, so um, That's one of the lines that I'm told a lot now.
1: Um, my communication with my family is cordial. I would say it's minimal as well. Um, obviously, there's some there's tensions there in the relationship. Um, I would imagine with me because what I teach and the way I preach now. But um, one of my uh, my family members, I don't you need know, to you know who it is. I just I love him dearly. But he tells me often. We talk and we we go back and forth a little bit. Sometimes I just tell him. Uh, even, I'm, I'm serious when I say it, I say, just, why don't you just be a Wayne Grudem? Please, just be open but cautious. Be anything but what you're doing. Um, you know, I can t- I can handle that, but just stop teaching that the gospel has to have signs and wonders. And they've told me all the time, it's over and over, Kosti, your gospel is dead. If you can't heal someone, how will they believe? And I explain to them Romans one sixteen all the time, the gospel is the power. I don't have to do signs. And they're convinced. You talk about my uncle's philosophy. It's bleeding down now across generations. And there is an entire group of young people who believe wholeheartedly that if your gospel does not have signs and wonders, you're powerless. And now, just like I used to tell the kids in school that their Baptist church and Reformed church was a dead church and my church had the power, Uh, there's people pointing their finger at me and saying, you know, your gospel is powerless, and ours isn't.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, great point, Justin. Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, the gospel, the power of the gospel is not some supposed healing. It is a transformed life. It's a life in which you are given a godly sorrow over sin, a love for the truth, a love for the brethren a transformed life lived in obedience to the glory of God that that's the power of the gospel and um and Amen. and you are I mean I can't think of anybody who would be a better testimony to that because you've you've been in both camps so to speak I mean you you you've you've seen the other side you've seen the signs and wonders part of it you've been there done that got the t-shirt participated in it and now <laughs> you're God has saved you and you're not speaking in tongues. You're not getting slain in the spirit. You're not, you know, nobody's jumping up out of wheelchairs, but this is the power of what, what has been done in your life. That's the power of the, of the gospel right there. It's so, um, praise the Lord, man. Praise, praise God for what he's, for what he has done in your life. Yeah. um, well, Costi, we didn't get as far as I'd wanted to, so can you can we carry this over into a, another program? Sure, I'm happy to do whatever you need, brother. Okay. All right, there's some other things I want us to talk. I want us to talk about uh some of the false prophecies and uh um how your uncle explains that, uh dreams, visions, uh even the music aspect. of. I want to talk about the music a little bit and and um and one of the most common questions i get asked everywhere i go i do q a and one of the most common questions i'm asked is do these faith healers believe they're the real thing do they believe what they're doing or are they just um out and out charlatans so um, i'm going to ask you that in relation to your uncle lord willing in our next program costi thank you very much brother and uh dear friends thank you for listening And until our next time together, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching
1: resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you
0: may contact him at justinpeters.org.